0: Welcome to One True Podcast. I'm Michael Von Cannon, the producer and occasional host of the show. Mark Torino will be back with us next time around. In his memoir, A Movable Feast, Ernest Hemingway wrote, all you have to do is write one true sentence. Write the truest sentence that you know. So finally, I would write one true sentence and then go on from there. In that same spirit of honesty, creativity, and curiosity, one True Podcast explores all things related to Ernest Hemingway, his life, his work, and his world. Today's show takes Hemingway at his own premise. We ask our guest a very simple question What is his choice for Hemingway's One True sentence and why? And then, as Hemingway writes, go on from there. We're honored to have with us today Hideo Yanagisawa. Hideo is associate professor of foreign studies at Meijo University. He's the author of numerous articles, including reemergence of the encounter with long haired painters, the hidden influence of the Japanese artists in the Garden of Eden manuscripts, and Hemingway's Requiem for Battlefields, atomic jokes after Hiroshima, Nagasaki, and across the river and into the trees. As well, his book, which translates as Ernest Hemingway, His Encounter with Japanese and Approach to Chinese, was published in 2020. Welcome, Hideo.
1: Thank you for having me, Michael.
0: Oh, it's a a pleasure to have you here. So, what is your one true sentence, and why?
1: I chose this sentence. uh, The old man and the sea is the prose that I have been working for all my life, that you read, easily, and simply, and seem short, and yet have all the dimensions of the visible world and the world of a man's spirit. And
0: and where's that from? Hemingway's letter to Scribner, is that right?
1: Yes, yes, yes. This is, yeah, in selected letters.
0: Out of all of Hemingway's writing in, you know, fiction, nonfiction, in this case letters, why that sentence there? Why is that the one that struck you?
1: Yeah, and uh, because, um, this is the, this explains uh, the reason why the Japanese like this, uh, human, this, this story. Yeah. This story, um, express the human spirit as well as, I say, the human's reflections so um for example, uh, Santiago thinks the reason why he was born to be a fisherman or things like that that kind of um the ref- reflections are uh the the Japanese preference yeah
0: hmm. uh, I want to back up for a minute and go to that sentence from the letter to Scribner, that that last line has all the dimensions of the visible world and the world of a man's spirit. And I do wonder, what does Hemingway mean by all the dimensions? You know, I ask that because Hemingway uses that keyword dimension or dimensions a lot when he's writing about his own writing. You know, as as early as the 1920s, he's writing about how his work, his literary project, it, it has dimension to it, or it should. Right? It's gonna. It has three or even four dimensions. Later on, he's gonna write about how his work has five dimensions to it. So for like 30 years of his writing, right, he's talking about the dimensionality of his of his writing so you know if we're looking at this particular sentence what do you what do you think that um phrase right all the dimensions means in terms of the physical world right and the world of man's spirit what what does that encompass
1: well uh Hemingway has been uh focusing on a uh, Actual dimensions, yeah, for ages, before uh, the old man and the sea. And then he, and through this work, Hemingway focusing on spirit, human spirit, especially. So he wrote uh, all dimensions, including spirit, especially. So he, 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 uh, he, emphasis on human spirit the end of the sentence i
0: think when you say actual dimensions it sounds to me like maybe you're talking about you know the third and fourth dimensions as like space and time right these kind of like scientific Uh uh, measurable or in the case of Einstein the way that like modern science kind of blew up the way that we think about how we can measure these things. Is that what you're talking about? Like that approach to dimension earlier in his writing. And then this is something quite different.
1: Yes. And then, um, yeah, a little bit different because uh, the former works, Hemingway forks on I say, in um, um, actual human pain or, um, yeah it comes from which comes from war or and uh, so immediate and mothers so or things right that yeah. but uh in the old mancy is focusing in more perpetual or universal yeah and dimension and and time yeah and age yeah and it covers all the dimensions yeah, which will continue to the future.
0: This episode of One True Podcast is supported by the Hemingway Review, the award-winning scholarly journal of the Ernest Hemingway Foundation and Society. You can buy back issues of the Hemingway Review at journals. You know why you're there? Do yourself a favor and consider joining the Ernest Hemingway Society, if you haven't already. Print and online access to the Hemingway Review is just one of the many benefits of society membership. In the letter, he's suggesting, isn't he, that style is connected to all of this. At the beginning, he says... Uh, this, The Old Man in the Sea, is the prose that I have been working for all my life that should read easily and simply and seem short, right? So there's the the shortness to it, the, the compression yeah. to it, right? I do wonder what you think is the connection there. Is it, for Hemingway, is it uh, easier uh, to achieve that coupling of the physical world and the world of man's spirit through a kind of writing that is short and terse. Uh,
1: yes. Yes. And then, yeah, uh, as you probably know, he created this work. based on the, the, the anecdotes or in uh, the Cuban fisherman, And he, he heard from other fishermen. Right. And then, Yeah. First, he decided to choose this uh, real story, and then I think he was thinking of what what type of character is the best to this story. Then, and during that time, Hemingway had the chance to read a Japanese book or Chinese book, actually. And because um, the fourteen and the third uh, th- and early the end of the thirties and forties are uh, World War Two, right? And he need to he needed to get a lot of materials to visit China as a correspondence and to write an article and possibility and a battle between. The United States and Japan or things like that and then you can see a lot of books about China and Japan in and Cuba in his yeah and former his house think of it here actually yeah now I actually found uh, many books about Japan relating to kind of Bushido spirit or samurai spirit or things like that. And as you probably know, uh, in Hemingway in Cuba by uh, Nobesto Frentes, and in that book, he wrote this episode. One of his uh, residents, Ella Sotorongo, uh, says Hemingway often demonstrate committed suicide using a gun, saying this this is the technique of harakiri (laughs) yeah yeah he often said that and demonstrated now also yeah he admired uh uh one uh japanese admiral and his name is Heihachiro togo yeah Uh, he contributed to the vict- Japanese victory in the Russian-Japanese War. And uh, Hemingway used to correct the cartoon of Russian and Japanese War uh, in, when he was uh, five or six years old. Right Then he mentioned this uh, Heihatsura Togo in the introduction to the uh, man at war. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even uh, he started to write that uh, introduction soon after Paul Harbor, he admires the way of uh, fighting of Heachiro Togo. yeah, and then actually he selected one uh, passage from the novel called Tsushima. and then in that story, Hachiro Togo expressed the samurai spirit about things like that. Yeah. So Hemingway, uh why he, of course, and criticized the Japanese way of fighting, but in, from the fair view of pure fighting, he, yeah, admires the Japanese way of fighting and the Russia-Japanese war. And then. Yeah. Yes, and the Jap- russian japanese War is it was seen as a uh, structure of David and Goliath at the time, and then this structure can be seen in in the old man and the sea, right?
0: I was going to ask um, from your vantage point as a as a researcher, as a teacher um, uh, in Japan um and you know, i m- i might add and should add as a board member of the Hemingway Society of Japan i'd imagine you have a pretty good perspective on Hemingway's reception in the country so you know, what is the response to Hemingway and to a work like the old man and the sea
1: japan yeah um actually eh uh, hemingway himself is very popular here in japan but uh and the old man and the sea is special. And then, because, and um, that can be seen in the historical acceptance of the old man and the sea in Japan. For example, in 1955, the Japanese Ministry of Education selected the old man and the sea as a special selection for educational films. Yeah. And, now, actually, my father remembered uh, he and his classmate uh get together in the uh, sports gymnasium for school in at a school and to watch this movie uh, and it was uh, it was uh, which was starred by Spencer Tracy or things yeah, that mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. he remembered that the ninety in nineteen sixties and The old man appears in the textbook for the course of Japanese language, not English language, Japanese language for public junior high school. Yeah. Then actually, uh, the the second half of the story was used in the Japanese uh, as a Japanese translation. Yeah. And then in 1999, the animation of the old man and the sea won the award at the cultural festival hosted by the Japanese Ministry of Education. Yeah, and then now at the moment, one of the biggest publishers in Japan has selected the old man and the sea for the summer campaign every year since nineteen seventy six. So you can see a. Uh, the piles of uh, copy of the Old Amendment Sea in the bookstores here and there in summer in Japan.
0: There are other film adaptations, obviously, of other Hemingway works. There are other works about uh, Hemingway protagonists on the water or individuals in tragic situations or the idea of the indomitable human spirit in Hemingway works, right? I do wonder, what is it about that novella, especially, that speaks to the Japanese people?
1: Uh, in my opinion, there could be uh, three reasons. And one is, uh, and as I told you, a uh, beauty of a duo uh, with uh, the structure of David Brutus versus Goliath. And the second is uh, a admiration for humans' spirit. This is the main theme of this uh, story, right? Then the last is ontological reflections. Then uh, I focus on the, the last one, ontological reflections. Hmm. Maybe, um, some readers, and um, found that him and the protagonist, Santiago, uh, couldn't get anything kinda of substance or benefit. But most Japanese can see that uh, the Santiago successfully brought back ontological awakening. Yeah. That's value of Japanese or Japanese samurai in ancient samurai. Yeah. Because uh ontological reflection is a part of ancient samurai's life work things. So we Japanese focus on um, ontological awakening as a the result of fighting at Santiago rather than substantial benefit. Yeah. So that is one of the main reasons that Japanese write this story.
0: That's fantastic. Would you please uh, reread uh, your one true sentence? For us. Okay.
1: And uh, the old man and the sea is the prose that I have been working for all my life that I should read easily and simply and seem short and yet have all the dimensions of the visible world and the world of a man's spirit.
0: Hideo Yanagisawa. Thank you for joining us today on One True Podcast and playing One True Sentence with us.
1: It was a great pleasure to be with
0: you. And thanks so much to you all for listening in. This episode is available on HemingwaySociety.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show is supported by the Hemingway Foundation and Society, the University of Evansville, and Florida Gulf Coast University. Join us next time as we continue exploring Hemingway, his work, and his world. Until then, I'm Michael Von Cannon with Mark Chirino. And this is One True Podcast.